You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Hello! I am here, one cold brew deep. One cold brew deep. And let me tell you, this is a cold brew from Shaky Alibi. If you live in LA, this was one of my current fixations. On the Shawnee Darted. On the Shawnee Darted episode. Mm-hmm. Their cold brew is so strong. Guys, we have such a good podcast today. I'm, I know. I'm internally. Wait, wait, wait. For those who are new, let's introduce ourselves. Oh, gosh. Okay. I okay, know. Okay. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Oh. If you are new to OK Sis, I'm Scout. I'm Maddie. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. And if you are coming back for more, welcome back, sister. Welcome back. Or welcome and join in on the sisterly banter. Yeah. We're all okay. Sisters we got. Here. Oh, God. I like, can't even contain. Dude, we were so annoying on this in, on this episode. All we did was fawn over her. That's all we did. Oh, well, I'm, of course, I'm talking about our guest, Heather McMahon, but I'm also talking about what we need to recap. Okay, yeah. Let's this is just all over, all over the most amazing episode that you're about to hear. Okay, let's start with Bachelor. Oh, my God. I need, wait, can we, I just like, can we have like a moment a of silence? I need to take a deep breath. Let's just do a deep breath. Okay. Ready? Breathe in. And breathe out. Okay, now I'm prepared. This episode was this, insane. There has never been one moment. I've been watching this. I've been watching this series, this for, franchise for a long time. Yeah, there has never been one moment that when, um, when Chris Harrison says this is the most dramatic, dramatic season or dramatic episode ever, there has not been one time where it has lived up to that. Until last night. Okay. Until so Monday evening. For those that are maybe catching up, uh, basically Colton told Cassie she was the one and that Well, okay, first she was Cassie 
was uh, has been feeling a little hesitant. First of all, side note, shout out to Tasha and Kerpa, who justice for them, they tried to warn Colton he would not listen to them. That she's not ready. Because he was so blinded by the, her his love for her, and he was he is just so smitten with her. It's it's really my devastating. My heart. Okay, so, so her father came out all the way. They're in Portugal, and he basically told her, like, you don't need to rush into things. Like, yeah. you're 23 years old. Don't feel the pressure which just is, to get engaged. Which, which is, is justified. Which is valid. Very which is valid. completely valid. Why would he give his his fucking hand or his permission for his hand in marriage first of all i think that's one of the most outdated traditional weird aspects of the show that they keep why does he need to ask four dads well i don't think he needed to marriage. ask four dads but you, my husband yeah, but if you my husband my husband asked dad it okay, was imp- it was imp- it was important to me because it's just it's not like the old traditional aspect of it. It's more like my family accepts you, and if my of family course. doesn't accept my significant other, like we have an issue. Of course, but after meeting your dad for thirty minutes, and what then else you just is force this upon him? He, he should have just called them up, like like before. what Ben Higgins did, yeah, like right ben, before, yeah. and he only asked one. Ben Higgins only asked Lauren. Yeah. Okay, dad. so let's yeah. keep going with oh what happened. God. Oh my god. So basically. Cassie's dad came out and was like, "Here's the deal: you don't need to rush okay, into but things." But also, okay, so, uh, sorry. There's just so oh my god, so many. You are all okay, over the place because there's so much to unpack. First of all, you know that the producers are in on this. You can't just say, "I want to go talk to my daughter in Portugal." There's a whole production side that goes on Good to point. this. So they. I think the producers planted this, which is so interesting because I was listening to Bachelor Party, which is this uh, Ringer podcast uh, where they, you know, talk about every episode, and you know, they they planted this this this. I think they that made I th- this happen. I think that if her dad was on board, she would have been on board, of course. But what I'm saying is, usually the Bachelor formula is they want there to be a happy ending. So why would the producers? kind of fuck with it because i don't think they thought he would open up and say that they so so when cassie came to him with reservations saying i don't know if i can get there he completely broke the facade of television and stated very clearly you are the one for me you are the one i want to pick after all this which is unheard of unheard of in bachelor history no one has ever admitted who the last person standing is going to be before the last person is standing exactly and also he said you don't understand how hard it is for me to go on other dates with people other girls when all i do is think of you and she could not have cared less like she just i I understand she was confused, but she said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And she and she kept saying, I will not be able to get there. And he said, I don't expect you to get there in the next two weeks. I don't expect a, mar- a proposal. I don't literally so off of the bachelor formula. It's wild. I couldn't believe. Okay, but now here's the question: Do we think Cassie comes back? Well, that's well. Do you think? I I thought when he brought her back to the seat, I thought she was going to turn because she was like, now she was second guessing it. Now I'm second guessing it. Of course, because she really likes him. She wants. She doesn't want it to end, but she knows that it's a disservice. Yeah, it's a disservice. And he said, "I don't need a proposal. I don't need an engagement," which is like so not what the bachelor likes to hear. Do you think that the producers asked her if she wanted to be the next bachelorette? And she was like, "I like Colton, but my feelings aren't there and I have an opportunity to be the next bachelorette." I don't know. 
I don't think the producers would do that. Would fuck it up that much for him? Because the producers, he probably has told the producers from day one. He's like, oh, it's Cassie the whole way. Yeah. And they know. So w- that's why I'm so confused why they flew out her dad to manipulate the situation. Drama. Of course. So but, now he. But they like a fairy tale ending. They like it when it comes together. Yeah. So here's the other problem. He, uh, he hasn't gone on the fantasy suite with Hannah yet. He's and not going clearly to. Clearly he's not going no, to. Course. So she completely got gypped. I was voting for Hannah the entire series. I thought she was going to be the one. No, I, th- I knew it was going to be between Hannah and Cassie, but I genuinely thought that Hannah was going to be the one that I, he got down on one with. No, hundred. No, I always knew it was Cassie, Hannah, and I knew I thought he, I knew hundred percent he was. So pick here's Cassie. our theory: Cassie's coming back on the show, and they get together. So no, this is the theory. Next week, he tells Tasha and Hannah what the fuck's going on. Dumps yeah. them. Um, obviously, doesn't go into fantasy suites with Hannah. Then he essentially finds Cassie because you in the promo you see him like knocking on a white door and it's kind of like giving you Ari vibes where he goes back to Lauren Lauren and everything um and I think he confronts her and says I'll take it as slow as you want I'll take it as slow as you want let's just date and she probably begrudgingly is just like sure I don't even know like we don't know we don't know it just didn't seem like she was into it at all. Like, given I all that he was saying, like, wouldn't you, if you were in that situation and you weren't yeah. there yet, it's kind of like what happened with Peter and Rachel, where he was like, I'm not there yet, but just like, let's just date after this. And she was like, no, I want a proposal. So that was a different situation. If she had been like, okay, I love you so much. Let's just date. No, but here's the thing. When she talks about Colton, when she went on her hometown, it was very lovingly. Like, I believe that this girl loved but the, Colton. But the dad didn't. The dad was like, I didn't feel the spark. I think it's all the dad, honestly. Because, like, if I think about it, too, to be honest, like, if I was in that situation and dad wasn't on board, it would be highly difficult for me to be on board. Well, of course. I don't think I don't think her hesitations are not valid, of course. But I think that she actually does love him and she's just being she's just getting very by confused because her, her dad. That's why I can't believe they fucking did this. But anyways... I I have never seen a more real moment on the Bachelor. On the Bachelor, yeah, ever. Like he was so oh heartbroken. I was crying. I could not believe the words that were coming out of his mouth. He was like trying to hide away from the from the crew and everyone. Yeah. It like was so honest and. Obviously, the, you know, the fence jump was fucking nuts. And it's, I mean, rightfully so. He was like, you guys, when when she said my dad was here, he knew exactly yeah, he knew that exactly. Exactly. producers well, problem, brought him. And they were, he was like, I'm fucking done with this. The problem is, yeah, the problem is, is that his greatest fear this entire time was that he was going to get there with someone and they weren't going to get there with him. You know, and like to see that come to fruition is so you devastating. You know that he had the most breakups of any bachelor. Well, uh, four. Four well, women left. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Elise, I lo- why would why would anyone leave him? He's great. Elise, Sydney, Heather, and Cassie. Wow. The the most people that have ever like left willingly oh, is two. That's really How sad. sad is that? And he's still a virgin. Colton. God damn it. Colton is still a virgin. You guys, what if well, he goes back to Hannah G, just fucks her just to like get it out of the way. He's like, I just want to be done with this shit. And then he, he would never. He would never do that. You are crazy. He he values his virginity a little bit more little than too, that. A little like too much. Oy, it's like Well, this, the problem is, is like he's playing it up way too much. That whole thing with Tasha, where, oh, you didn't watch the one with Tasha, but he he like sits down. And his pants are really tight. She's like, oh, are your pants tight? He's like, no, my legs are tight. It's probably because I'm a virgin. (laughs) Okay, that's super fucking weird. And then they're talking about the exports in Portugal. And they're like, oh, 
um, do they export grapes or whatever? And then she's like, oh, I think they export olives. And he's like, extra virgin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Okay, but his virginity is a big deal. Like, when is he going to... He's probably lost it now if he's back with Cassie. So today, um, this is going to be airing after Woman Tell All, but today, uh, Sydney asks, are you still a virgin? He's probably not going to say it, but... Yeah, he won't say it. She asks it. But also, um, it is... is, important to note that when he's you know he goes on press throughout the yeah, yeah, of the yeah. show so he went on ellen and everyone asks they always ask are you engaged and he he's never said yes so he's not obviously um but he says i'm happy with the outcome okay he's so been saying that in every single see this interview is the which think- was which like what else is he going to say but i think i think there is some turnaround with cassie there, there has to be a turnaround with Cassie. This doesn't make sense if there's not, because I do believe it does end in a happy ending. Because mm-hmm. in one of the promos, he said at the end, he's like, I, I'm at the end and I've never been more in love in my entire life. And this is happening. And I feel as if even if they I mean, I'll be really bummed if they don't get engaged. They're not getting honest. engaged. hundred percent. He's not getting engaged. Because then I just don't think like I, I but like I let there are 23 and 26. Just let them date. They probably it's probably a better success rate if they don't get engaged. Okay, I just fall into the victim of the of romance course. and I just want everyone to get engaged and be happy and in love and stay together. No, Cassie cannot get engaged right now. It'll break apart. But well, I hope they stay so, together. If they end up together, I hope they stay together. Yeah, which I think they would. But um so yeah, there's a there's also a shot of the promo where he's with the uh the ring, ring box. box. Yeah. So we're everyone's speculating that it's just empty and it's just <laughs> it's like just for like, fun I don't know. shits and giggles. Yeah. Oh Wow, this has been a very intense week for Batch Nation. Oh my god. Colton is the best bachelor, hands down. Hands down. You know, okay, this is why it's I feel way more drawn to this than okay, so Ari's season was really dramatic of course the it ending. was really but dramatic. it was dramatic in the sense that we all turned on him yeah. now we're like all on colton's side so it's like we're pulling for him it's a completely different empathetic. i've actually way. never been rooting for a bachelor as much as i root for colton this past like, episode Colton for sure went on the bachelor to like grow his brand and become famous like everyone else does but he has a very genuine motivation behind what he's doing and he's actually very serious about being in a relationship that's a marriage like Ari or like Chris Souls or like I just wasn't like a hundred percent sure they actually wanted to get married and mm-hmm. I never felt like at the end if it was like really getting there. But with Colton I really feel as if he's in that zone. I mean I don't at all, but Oh, okay. But I do believe that he's in love with Cassie. Oh, like he is so in love with like, Cassie. I've never seen an expression of love <laughs> on oh. this show like his. I was I wanted to just go and hug him. like, And then the part where she was like, I want someone to be in love with you or that, that is so in love, love with, with you. you. Yeah. And he was like, that fucking breaks my heart. Yeah, that was really bad. She Why would said she that. say that? I think she's going to come around. I think she's going to go home, realize how much she misses him, realize yeah. that she actually does love him and that her dad just got in her head. Yeah. And I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. Oh my god! I need to. T- I need to like take a nap. Okay, yeah, that was a lot of recap, but wow. clearly we're quite passionate. We're about this so situation. passionate. Oh my god, guys, please tell us your thoughts too, because we. Lo- I I watched it alone yesterday, and I was texting everyone I knew that like watches The Bachelor, and no one was responding to me. You like made me watch out. it really early this morning on Hulu. I, yeah, it was good. Worth I'm it. Very yeah. worth it. Very worth oh, it. Oh god. 
Okay, good. Okay, we next, can move on now. Yes. Okay. So quickly, um, even though this shouldn't be quickly, but we're just gonna breeze past it. Um, so in the episode with Heather, we talk about the Jordan Woods situation, and of course, since we recorded this last week, a lot has you know, transpired. Transpired since then, of course. Um, so. Jordan Woods went on red ta- red table talks with um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, general impression is essentially what she said is she went to a bar, and in LA culture, you go to a bar and then you go to like a house party afterwards. So all her friends were going to Tristan's house, and her first thought was like, "Oh, cool! Like I know this guy. You know, it's not some random house party that I'm going to go to." Um, she gets there and she, the report was that everyone was taking, or, um, people, there was speculation that people were, had to take away their phones or something Mm. or like put away their phones. But she said that never happened and she never gave a lap dance to Tristan. What she was doing was sitting on the edge of his chair with her feet dangling over him, which like, I think is very inappropriate. Okay. So it's starting there. Yeah. But they weren't kissing. No, like flirting, nothing like that. Um, and she says I was drunk. She was not blackout drunk. So she can't, she says, I'm not blaming it on the alcohol. I'm completely taking ownership over my, uh, of what happened. Um, while she was leaving at seven in the morning, they were there all night with all the friends too. It's not like she just stayed there by herself as she was leaving. He kissed her on the mouth, no tongue, And she kind of was like, what the fuck? And then just left. So she told the story and Chloe then tweets saying, Jordan Woods, why are you lying? Why are you going public with this story and not calling me to apologize Mm, privately? Blah, da, 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 da. You are the reason my family broke up. You know, she went off the rails who do you believe chloe or jordan exactly so now we're everyone's just like what the fuck what's the truth why won't you tell us the truth well jordan said that she did call you she says in the in the in the interview i um talked to chloe i apologize profusely so this is where it gets tricky so the next day she calls kylie and chloe she says i was at tristan's house but she leaves out the kiss part because she really thought it was not it wasn't nothing, but she yeah. just was also scarred by it. She was like, "What the f-? like? Oh my god!" Okay. Um, and then somehow Chloe and Kylie f- found out about it, and then they were mad that she her. lied. To him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but mm, but then people are saying that they've been hooking up for months. It's it's really. Um, I'm just going to go out. What is it? What did we say? It's a whim or limb. Oh, dear. Oh, dear Jesus. God. Adam, let me know and I'll forever do it right after this. Oh, did he tell you? What yeah, it was? he told out me. On a, out on a limb. limb. I think it's out on a limb. I think that Jordan has been seeing him and they definitely had sex that night or at least hooked up. I don't think they had that. Jada Pekin Smith was like, did you have sex with Justin Thompson? She says, no, never, never would, never think. She's she said multiple times, hook me up to a lie detector test, which is the first thing that people say when they're liars. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. So, yeah, I we'll see know. what we'll see what happens. This um, is just a terrible story. The biggest part that I that I just really feel sorry for her is, you know, her sister can't go to school. Her brother can't go to work. Her mom can't go to the grocery store. Like her family is really. That's not fair. Yeah. Her family is really hurting from this. That's not fair. Um, She's been getting really bad, like death threats. You know, that's that's really bad. 100% unacceptable. Yeah. So that's we're not here for that. Yeah. So that's the part that's been um, really sad and and frustrating. But we wish her. We I mean, we kind of wish her the best. But I mean, we'll see what transpires. Um, 
this story has been the highlight of your life. I mean, now Bachelor has taken over my life. Oh, my God. Look at all this pop culture, man, in our heads. So much. So much. Anyway, so that's just like a little Jordan Woods update um, because we do talk about it in this podcast. Okay, now moving on. Let's do the word of the week. Yes. Okay, the word of the week is a Japanese word. Mm -hmm. It is yukio. Okay. Yukio, and it means living in the moment, detached from the bothers of life. Wow. Isn't that a good one? That's beautiful. My friend sent it to me. She sends me sometimes words for word of the week. Aww. I thought that's such a pretty one. Living in the moment, detached from the bothers of life. Yeah. I feel Something like when I we, definitely can uh, work we on. We do that when we podcast, though. We are in the moment. This is true. There's no room for distraction when you're podcasting. That is actually, yes. I it's like I a meditation that. in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be doing two things at once. You just can't. You can't. You have to be focused, focused on the yeah. person. Uh-huh. And on each Ooh. other. It's like an exercise for yoga. What is it? Oh, I closed it. Great. God damn it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. And now my phone won't open. Oh, wait. Hold on. We're here. Yukio. Podcasting is a form of Yukio. Yes, definitely. I love that. Okay. Our guest this week. Oh, oh my, God. my God. It's embarrassing how much we told her we were obsessed. We were like, I think she thinks we're total stalkers. I don't care. It was Heather McMahon. It was one of the Heather best nights of my life. Heather motherfucking McMahon. We drank Aperol spritzes. Spritzai? Spritzai. Aperol spritzai. What's the plural? Um, she is such she a She made doll. us the Aperol spritz. She showed us how to make one. It was our first one, so yeah. it was quite the experience. Yeah, she's such a gem. Just lives up to every possible expectation and hype if She's anybody incredible. is listening to this that works on netflix here's the fucking deal heather mcmahon needs her own netflix special immediately why hasn't anyone jumped on this i don't understand like literally if you work at netflix and you're listening like take a cue from us and, and get her heather mcmahon just get her on anything anything a reality tv show it's netflix special i don't give a fuck i just oh. want to see that woman on tv i want of course she deserves it she's so funny she's yeah. the funniest human being i think oh. i like literally think i like i know of <laughs> i agree oh my god we're so oh. embarrassing we're so no it was fabulous <sighs> yeah. anyways um so enjoy sisters you're gonna giggle a shit ton i know she's so good and uh we love you we love you Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. 
While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans 
jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Heather McMahon is an actress, comedian, writer, model, and voiceover artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Her popular series on Instagram, Brittany911, has garnered the attention of millennials around the world. All it takes is a one-time visit to her Instagram stories to fall in love with Heather's humor. Without further ado, Heather. Hi! Okay, um, like the best guest we've ever had on. I mean, the fact that we're sitting here in your presence. It's like my Instagram stories has Stop. come to life. That, that's the best way to put it! Right? I mean, you don't understand how much we watch your Instagram stories. I'm so obsessed with y'all. Like, it is an honor and a pledge to be here um it's so funny like because i've been just putting up stuff organically on instagram forever and it's like i forget that it's kind of like a like a reality show for people some girl ran into me the other day and she was like you're here you're real i was like what did did you think i'm like you know she's like i don't know it's just like i always see you laying in bed at night like doing your stories or at your mom's house but like you're out in the flesh i'm like i do like have a life and get out (laughs) but you i always say this you are the only person at the end of the day that i will actively search on instagram to watch your entire stories also if like if i'm just during the day looking at stories i'll skip over yours because i want to watch it in one swoop one swoop yeah i'm like religious about your stories well i appreciate that it's so funny um a lot of uh, of my followers who i've just had babies have messaged me and say they like like i need to watch you at that 3 a.m like witching hour when i'm breastfeeding and i'm like losing my mind but the problem is now that a couple women have messaged me saying that their baby now responds to my voice (gasps) like pavlov's like response with the dog and the bell yeah because now like one of these girls she's like i have to be careful when i watch your stories because now my tits will start to leak (laughs) because my baby will like my baby's around like it's a whole thing because they like the baby hears my voice it's like a positive response no it's breastfeeding time yes like my best friend in the whole world has um she's the same thing she saves all my stories to the end of the night and she was like her baby is obsessed with me because i think when she hears my voice she knows it means food she knows yeah that's crazy i know Dead. Also, I feel for all of the boyfriends that have to. Right. Oh, you, Adam once, is- you once posted a story where it was like the boyfriend of the girl was like, Heather man, please stop posting stories so I can go to bed. And I yeah. was like, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. Like- it's funny. Either husbands are so on board. Yeah. And there's just like um, a, like a small amount that are like really annoyed, yeah. but usually, but it's funny. But then when I see them out in public, they're like, "If I don't get a photo with you, my wife's gonna kill me." I'm <laughs> oh like, God, "Okay, yeah. now you want to? Yeah, okay, I'll take a photo <laughs> with you, Randy." Yeah. Randy. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, we should say that we're drinking Aperol Spritz together right yes, now. Yes, we're made, spritzing made hard. by the Queen, and this is of my Aperol. first Aperol Spritz ever, and I am loving it. Great, it's I'm so refreshing, it. right? It is so refreshing. And the funny thing is, like, I didn't invent these. It's been around for like since the dawn of time. Yeah, in but Italy you're giving them a comeback. I am giving them a comeback because yeah. you know what? I believe in the product and I only want to work and with products that I like. And they should sponsor you ASAP. They should. After all, let's get on it. Let's yeah, get Jesus on it. Christ. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. I know. You know we're putting it out there. <laughs> 
there. We're putting it out there. We're manifesting. I love it. So I first found you on the morning toast. And if anything those girls gave me, it was you. Like, oh my gosh. And then you introduced me. And I introduced Mm. you. And I was And it was so funny because you were you were one of my very first current fixations on this podcast. And we were interviewing interviewing Shawnee Darden. I'm not sure if you know her. She follows you. Yes. Yes. She's amazing. (sighs) If I could get like a facial with her, I would die. I would Literally I mean, die. I mean, we we know her assistants. Uh, okay, well, I remember, text her assistants. Okay, well, like, remember <laughs> if I hook that up because this face since I came out to California is fucked. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, that dry weather. You know exactly, what I mean? It's the yeah, water. You're not used it's to, the yeah. dry weather. It's the dry weather in the water. Yeah. I don't know what's My in the water. My hands are like cracking on like the regular yeah. every day. Yeah. Okay, you get it. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. but yeah, so we. I remember I brought her up, uh, brought you up to Shawnee, and she was like, "Oh my god, I watch." Heather McMahon stories every day. And I'm like, Shawnee, you should definitely Darden. DM her. Well, she said, reached out to me a while ago when I was here last. She loves um, your moms, especially. Yeah. Well, Everyone does. yeah. I mean, Robin is like, I, I try and explain Robin and I's relationship is we're but it's like Joan and Melissa Rivers, but we're both Joan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, totally. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, no, Shawnee's amazing. I would love, um, I'll have to reach out to her. But yes. yeah, I mean, Robin is like her own thing. So, you know, if there's new people listening who don't really know about me. Like yeah. I was living in LA doing comedy for three years. I'd been in New York for four years before that. So I was like, oh, you know, on the up doing my thing. And then kind of had this like tragic moment in my life where my dad passed away from cancer super quick. So I just did what anybody in their t- late 20s would do. I packed up all my shit, went home to Atlanta to try and help my mom. But that that's kind of where my audience has come. That's what they tune into now because I've literally spent the last two years living at home with my mom where I thought I was, of course, going to be there for like three months, help my mom come back, like yeah. nothing. But I literally like moved back <laughs> in with my mother and we just get into trouble. And so yeah. it's so... are the best. We're wild. We have a good time. We really do have an interesting relationship and it's kind of become one of those things where that's what people tune into every day. And yeah. I think once I left LA and left New York and I had a different perspective of like, you know, Atlanta's a big city and there's tons of stuff going on, but I kind of got out of that, that bubble of New York and LA. And I started posting about real shit that was happening to me at home. Mm-hmm. So many people were able to relate to it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That's actually a really good observation because that's kind of when I, or maybe the timeline is off for me, but like, that's when you blew up is yeah. when you moved when back. You moved home. And that's, yeah. first of all, I just have to say that's so admirable for you to move back with your mom. We just lost our stepmom to cancer and I try to be there the for worst. my dad in any yeah. way possible. So the fact that you moved home is like yeah. unbelievable. You know, it's a really crazy thing. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that, but I'm also just like, that's just what that's, you do. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I, when I got back, I was so bitter. I was, you know, you're dealing with grief in a weird way in the first place. And then when I got back, I was like, well, the world owes me something. And like, I'm, you know, I'm missing out on so many opportunities because I had to leave LA at the peak. But then, the, you know, the universe does a really funny thing and it like humbles you and and then I realized, oh, my comedy was relatable a little bit when I was in L.A., but now it's so much so, like people can yeah. connect. Yeah. And that's what I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Um, and also just like, like, who who did I think I was? Like, <laughs> I was coming back to Atlanta like, you guys, I've lived in New York and L.A. Do you understand I'm a big deal? And everyone's like, bitch, you got mustard on your shirt. You're not. Nobody cares. You have a camel toe. Get your life together. <laughs> so, you know, I just stay humble. And yeah. like when your mom like yells at you like you're like you're 12 again, you know, yeah. and she's like, you make it a guy. God damn mess, Heather. I'm like, okay. Yep, yeah. you're right. I'm oh back. It's so, back. our I'm mom back. would like never yell at us. We have oh, such an, so our re- relationship with our mom is like the most open relationship in the world. Like the first time a guy gave me an orgasm, I ran and told my mom about it. And she that's was great. Like, and she was like, mazel tov, mazel yeah. tov. She was like so excited for us. 
but she would she would like she's like can't yell at anybody i know but she also did not want me to i wanted to move back in after college oh, she, was she was like, was like hell no no she's like i will pay some of your rent for you to get out of my house that is amazing <laughs> see my parents were the opposite like if i could live like even my dad when he was alive he was just so he's like if you want to live in the house like and you know i'm engaged now and he's like if you and jeff want to like just oh live in a house God. together i'm like like live with you and mom <laughs> like my parents were like stage five clingers so yeah, our, they're the our opposite. dad would put us up for yeah, sure. Yeah, my dad, yeah, our dad for sure. Yeah. Okay, we 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 need to write it back because yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we need to talk to about current fixations. fixations before we get oh, yeah. into into your whole life, which I'm like so excited. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Um, so I just reignited my love for author Lydia Davis. Great. She is one of my favorite. She's her and Murakami are my two favorite authors. Uh, so I picked up her book at McNally Jackson Bookstore in New York City once, and it's like this orange brick. It's like a big fucking book, but it's small. And she writes short stories, but her short stories are all flash fiction. So her short stories range from one sentence to like two pages. Wow. And they're so, they pack such a punch. Every single one is just, un- her prose is like crazy. And I'm a writer, so I like eat that shit up like crazy. And I like writing really short fiction. Mm-hmm. So she's like on my wavelength kind of. Like the minute I picked her up, I was like, oh, this is what I could do. And it's like a real thing. I don't need to write an 80 page short story. Yeah. Um, so she's amazing. If anybody likes to just like get a little morsel of inspiration by her book The Collected Stories of Lydia Davis yeah Scout is like wet for poetry and short fiction I love that you're passionate about reading you know we're both both very passionate (laughs) we're both like really big uh, bibliophiles but she makes fun of me for the people that I like I'm not sure why (laughs) but she makes fun of me because I'm like really crazy about a few people and she, she just like makes fun of me about it all the time even though she reads probably more than I do like the there's an underlying joke in my family because my whole family's like highly intelligent and I'm like the artist but you know artists are we're intelligent in our own way but right. like I was my sister was such a book nerd and loved to read growing up and I read like you know I like to read but I'm not yeah. I see I like biographies I want to read good. about real shit I, yeah. I hate fiction you have I don't read, hate fiction but you have no. to read Becoming by Michelle Obama okay okay great it's in the queue we'll add it oh yeah, my god it's, it's, it's so coming. good but literally, like my, my, the running joke with my family, my mom, my sister's like, "Oh, that book that you read in fourth grade that you're forced to read." Like there was like, still to this day. Like I t- went on vacation, I took a book. My sister's like, "Wow, Heather's reading. She brought a book. Oh my god, is this the third book you've ever read in your life?" And I'm like, "Shut up, I hate you." So that's all they do. I'm like, "Okay, great, Ashley, you're an attorney. You went to Georgia Tech, you know, and like got a finance degree. Like I went to the University of Mississippi and like got a theater degree. All right, okay, we got it. We get it. We get it." I love that. Okay, okay, my current fixation. Have you guys seen Chelsea Peretti's monologue at the Writers Guild Awards? No, I have no. not. You were such, I can I like claim ownership for your love of Chelsea yes. Peretti? So Thank Chelsea you. Peretti, you know Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. So she hosted the Writers Guild Awards. Yeah. It was like the one before the Oscars. And it is just complete gold. I could watch it numerous times over and over just her humor is so unique yeah she seems she's so unassuming and she seems so unfazed by like the hollywood bullshit like she's in a very prestigious coupling with jordan peele and she goes to all these events and and she was also on dax shepherd's podcast and she's just like so chill and i just want to be her friend i totally hear you on that i adore her and i I do love her kind of don't give a fuck attitude but it was interesting during the oscars when they kept panning back to her yes she looked looked like she she, could be anywhere but there. that is very true so at that moment i was like okay chelsea come on just just, a little crack a smile for us yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, she did not she seemed completely um, unchanged yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure but um yeah check it out okay it's, it's very very funny 
Okay. Okay. Heather? Well, my current obsession, like totally, what I'm l- truly, if you have not seen Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix, okay. you are not living your truth. I I'm like scared to it. watch it because of your stories. Okay. Here's the things. I had like I was so sick two weeks ago, and everyone was like, "Just Heather, you got some time to like Netflix and chill, watch it." Basically, if you've ever thought about becoming a parent, even if it's like far down the road, you just need to watch this and you could literally do anything, the worst thing you could think of, and you could still be a better parent than these two, this mom and dad on the show. So I watch it just to feel good about myself. It's wild. It is is the most. Is it a series? No, it's just, um, it's just one documentary. Okay, okay. okay. But it's about this girl who grew up in a Mormon, um, grew up in Idaho and how she was abducted twice basically by a friend of the family and but the bizarre shit that happens is so insane you're like the fuck I'll just do this I'll just give you one little tip so the mom and the dad both end up having an affair with the guy who abducts their child what that's wild and he the kid gets abducted two times two times by the same guy and like one time like kind of like willingly like the mom it's a whole thing just oh watch it it's on Netflix God. it's on Netflix okay okay just when you think shit couldn't get weirder it gets weirder <laughs> and then when you're done watching the documentary you're like why the fuck would these parents ever why would this family yeah. ever want to bring the story to, to, to life oh they're like in it they're in it <laughs> what <laughs> so okay, they're in it they're in it so you know like did you see the fire fest docs um, yes. of course so like that you know like the, the Evian water sucking dick <laughs> um, confession that was the best part of everything. That was the best, best part of a documentary ever. this entire adu- abducted in plain sight documentary <laughs> like, is yeah. that okay <laughs> Oh my god, that guy was literally prepared to suck a dick. Also, I saw something great. They were like, you know, you can just like omit information. You don't have to share everything. No, like, why would he? Why would he, in God's name, admit to sucking a dick for Evian? Also, for Evian. Evian. I'm sorry, but Evian. I don't know if you're a sponsor of this podcast, but it's a milky water product. It's yeah. not my favorite. Do you know that water? Oh Fiji. I, I do it for Fiji. You know that <laughs> water has no FDA regulations, so they don't answer to anyone. They can put whatever. No. I'll, all water bottles can put whatever the fuck they want in their water bottles. They do not have to follow FDA regulations. What? Isn't that the craziest thing you've That's ever heard? so nuts. What? Yeah, no, I swear. Who are you, who are you, who are I learned about this in geology class. Oh, look at you. I'm always thirsty, and I do drink a lot of water, but I will say, I um, once I switched to like drinking out of glass bottles, it changed the game. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So if you can go to like Whole Foods, you know, Air One, and you spend $45 on like one bottle yeah, of water, yeah. but when you start drinking out of glass, it t- it, it Tastes different. Okay. It truly does. I like that. We're real close to everyone. Let's get into it. Okay. So say, okay, I have a logistics question. Yeah. How does your mom do the live? Mm-hmm. on your stories but then mm-hmm. you also story is that a thing that can happen because you were at Jackie's wedding yeah and she was live and then she was live and I'm like wait Heather's okay. live but wait I've created a monster with Robin <laughs> um so I have my Instagram that's plugged in on her iPad okay so she can just get on and it doesn't notify me when oh. I'm on so she's recording live but I'm oh, still I... able to cl- like log in on my phone and, and like it. do stories. So people will text me and be like your mom's live. I go, "Great." And here's the thing, I've had to really re- like scale it back. I'm like, "Mom, I can't you're 71 and like sassy and had six glasses of wine. I can't control what you're saying on like, you know, a Tuesday night at 10 p.m." Yeah. <laughs> but this is my brand that I've built, so I'm going to need you to just like pump the brakes right, a little bit. Right. And she doesn't understand that. She's like, "Those are my fans." I'm like, "They're not your fans." Oh my god, yeah. that's unbelievable. But truly, I've created a monster, full monster. Oh my god. What gosh. is she going to do when you move out? 
Um, come visit you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm moving to New York and I'm gonna like build my life with Jeff, whatever the fuck that means. But I'm a gypsy. And I know yeah. people said you can't really say that word anymore, but I'm like, fuck it. Gypsies are the people who like rob you in the train station in Rome. I'm not worried yeah. about like the gypsy, like I, I can't. I'm a gypsy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just travel around, I'm a nobad, I do my thing. Um, so you know, I'll be based out of New York, but I'll be back and forth to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did the metal straws come from? All right, this is so crazy. So I I don't know if I'm like a manifester, but like literally and truly, if I say something, like a week later it happens, like worldwide. Wow, that's amazing. I was super hungover walking to Starbucks one day, and I literally was in hungover. Or I was literally in Starbucks. You know when you're like that hungover where you're just like you kind of get like. Not the Sunday scaries, but you get anxiety and you like look around. Yes. And you're like, yes. and you yes. come up yes. with like the greatest revelation of your life. Oh, uh, no, but yeah, that's sure. never happened. To <laughs> okay, <laughs> I find that I really like have like deep moments when I'm when super hungover. hungover, but like like prophetic, like like really yes. just. Um, I had a, a intuition about this, so I'm looking around Starbucks. I'm like, why are we using so much plastic? Like, are sh- why are yeah. straws still a thing? So I just went on Instagram and said something. I'm like, I'm going to try not to use plastic straws. I just feel like there's a lot of waste. A week later, Starbucks announces we're getting rid of all of our plastic straws wow. in 2020. I was That's like, did I wild. speak this into existence? And now here's the thing. Like, once you drink with a metal straw, it's like drinking out of a glass. Yeah. Your drink is so much colder. So if, you, if you're an iced coffee kind of gal, yes, yeah. start the with the metal straw and it'll just make your drink so much more refreshing. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Good hack. Good hack. And I mean, listen, I'm not an environmentalist and I'm not like, you know, I, I say save the turtles, but truly I'm a wasteful person. Like I try not to be, but it's like I'm a shitty human to some point. Like I just want to do one thing. That, that, helps. Ca- that helps. That helps. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, okay so I want to take yes. it like way back. When was the first moment where you were like, hey, I'm kind of fucking funny? I was like four. Amazing. I was a kid who grew up hanging out with the parents. Mm. I was never impressed with like entertaining my peers. I was always impressed with entertaining the, the oldest people in the room. So I was just a funny, goofy kid. And I was like always needing that attention. I remember even like growing up and like, you know, junior high when you go to your girlfriend's houses, I would never want to hang out with the kids. I'm like, I want to talk to your stepmom, Kathy, and I want to figure out like what her deal is. So people would be like, Heather, come on, like hang out. We're playing outside. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to be in here with the adults and like figure it out. So I've just been like that old soul where I've just always been entertaining. And I find I was very like a very observant kid. So once I started making, the you know, like at parties, my parents would bring me in and I would do like, you know, crazy shit and that's just kind of I, like I was always an entertainer. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So tell us how Britney 911 started. Oh, my God. This is how I first got introduced to you. I watched uh, everything and then I made my husband watch everything. And right. And I made my friend watch everything. Oh, I, so I, I made like every person multiple watch times it. at this point. Okay. Well, now I'm going to really sound like an alcoholic. But again, Britney 911 started when I was super hungover. I was like in bed one day oh and I was scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, why are we pretending like her behavior is normal like yeah. why is it why has no one said i kind of thought that too but no one was saying it everyone acts like those her um little you know runway <laughs> videos that she would do <laughs> and her like shitty bb dresses yes they acted like that <laughs> was the, normal like, behavior raccoon makeup it was the wild. makeup is like what's happening with the makeup we just need to do a light brush a little <laughs> makeup wipe like let's look let's do a fresh look and the hair, the hair is oh, like, like a rat, like a rat's nest. So I started looking through Instagram, and I just said, I, I, "I'm just so concerned." And then you could see all the celebrities that would comment, like, "Go, Brittany, go, do your thing." And I'm like, "Why are they feeding into this crazy?" Yeah. 
So I just literally said it out loud, and then it went wild. People started DMing me, and and I'm a Britney fan. That's what people have to realize. Same. I am a huge fan. Right. So other fans were saying, we've been thinking this the whole time. Thank God you actually said it. Um, it's out of concern. <laughs> right. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, wait. So for those that don't know what Britney 911 is, can you explain the breakdown of what you do? So now I kind of have um, 911s for a lot of people. I like to go through, look at their social media, kind of put the clues together of what's going on. You know she's not okay. You know she's not okay. I know she's not okay. We got to break this down. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you go onto my Instagram and you go into the highlights, I have like an eight-part <laughs> series of my Britney 911 breakdown. And legit, when I put it out there, all these stories just cut, started coming to me. And like I was able to like peel apart. I should have been like a, you know, a CSI detective. Yeah, but it was crazy, the stuff that we started to, like, when we started to uncover. peel back the layers. Yeah. <laughs> what we started to uncover was wild. Oh, my gosh. I just I just love how that is what sparked the following. And then, obviously, you're just hilarious. Just, like, oh my God. like the funniest. I just chuckle to myself. And I send you stories. She like, sends me your stories. Like, I'm not watching them. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm watching literally them dead. I'm done. I'm right. dead. That's what um, she says in all, all uppercase. I'm dead. I'm dead. I love that. I'm so, I'm so here for that. Um, Three iPad energy. Yes. Wait, wait can you explain. explain this to me? Okay. I'm a little confused. No, that's fine. Um, Okay. So, I was on a flight reading, like, Oh, it wasn't Martha Stewart. Mag- oh, it was Oprah Magazine, and they had a little insert. Oh no, Travel and Leisure. They had a there little insert go. with Martha Stewart, and it talked about what she packs on a flight. She brings three iPads. Oh she brings God. one iPad for television, one iPad for movies, and another iPad, I guess, to browse. And I, so I screenshot this, and I, I asked my followers. I said, "Is this is insane? Why just did nobody tell her she could just get one iPad and put everything on one?" <laughs> Like, this seems like a pretty basic thing. But that's just, that's how extra Martha Stewart is. You know, she's like, I gotta have, oh, I can only watch, you know, my Netflix shows on this iPad. So now I just said, like, that, instead of big dick energy, that's, like, iPad energy. So now I just tell people, like, do you have three iPad energy? Like, that's ten iPad energy. It's really coming from Martha Stewart. Also, if you want another, I do Martha 911, if you really want to see, like, just somebody who doesn't give a fuck and who's like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Martha Stewart, her? but but yeah. not her public one, not her public account. It's I think it's Martha Stewart forty eight. That's her um, personal account, and it's amazing. Oh my god! Can it's anyone like, follow her? Is she private? Yeah, it's open. No, Holy it's it's public. How do you know it's her? Because it's her. It's verified. It's oh, yeah. got it, got it, got wow. it. Wow. And then what about Lindsay Lohan? You've done a nine one one on her. I've done a nine one one on her. It's. It's all coming out. And I want to do my bachelorette party at like Club Miganos oh. or Club Lohan. Oh, my God. my God. That's my dream. That would be. Wait, can we talk about the fact that you just got engaged I and you're did. getting married and to the, the Italian fucking Stallion. rock? The rock on your finger is out of the control. I mean, you knew it was coming, but did you know it was coming on that trip? Um, well, I kind of threatened him with his life. I said, if you don't propose, because we were coming up on eight years, I was like, if you don't propose by our like eight year anniversary, like you will not be coming back to the United States alive. Um, I know a guy who has a boat and some bricks and we can tie them to your feet. No, I mean, I kid, but I don't. Um, and I always tell Jeff, I'm like, we would never get divorced. Like one of us has to die. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would never allow him to like live happily with another woman. It would be, it would be like a crime uh, you know a passion crime a crime mm-hmm. of passion yeah, exactly. and i'd sit in my jail cell for the rest of my life and like turn to my roommate tammy and be like tammy do you want me to replay how exactly i murdered him <laughs> so um yeah 
I mean, I love him to death. No, I had it. I had a, an idea, but when it actually happened, so I don't deal with surprise as well. Mm. And you know, I'm a public person, but I like to be public with the things that I can control. Like mm. I'm, I like to be self-deprecating and make fun of myself, but I'm controlling it. Mm. So when surprises happen, I just shut down. I was already like four margaritas deep in the pool and yeah. at our favorite place, Waimara Resort in Turks and Caicos, and then. I thought a drink was being pushed over to me. Jeff had built this giant float with like silk flowers and in my initials and the ring was in the middle and he was pushing it over to me. So I turned around thinking, oh, this is just a float with a drink coming, but it was a ring in the middle. And that's when I like shut down. He had a photographer there, but it was in public. Like everybody in the pool like knew it was about to go down. So all the photos that we got back, I just look completely stunned and shocked, but I like didn't cry because I completely blacked out. So that's what happened to me. So I knew the proposal was coming. I also kind of like was like, hey, we should like do this now and um right so i remember you were I, like getting I, your nails done every day and getting, getting your hair yeah, done i was yeah. like i need to be ready for this moment it's a big moment and but when he proposed we were standing in this garden and this guy was singing on the guitar and i knew it was coming like soon but literally i'm like look over to my husband i'm like should we give him a dollar? Right, right. <laughs> and he's right. like, no, it's fine. And then I hear lyrics about marry me and it hits me and I totally blacked out. I was blacked in out. shock. Even if you know it's coming, I'm telling you, it is the most shocking moment of your life. Absolutely. And I, everyone's like, didn't you cry? I said, no, I didn't cry. I screamed. And I, when I, we had looked at rings. I mean, here's the thing. Like Jeff and I have been together eight years. Everyone's like eight years. But did you guys I, meet at college? No, no, no. Oh. We met in New York. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but we met through my one of my best girlfriends from college. Got it. So uh, my dad died three years ago, and then everyone thought I was going to get engaged right after that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. When somebody dies, I t- literally told Jeff, go finish grad school. Like, I need to grieve and do my shit. So Jeff had just finished his, like, grad school program. He does, like, real estate development in October. And then I said, you know, we'll start looking at rings because I knew it was coming. Um, and so he did not want to do the ring buying process together, though. I said, honey, like, I want to go in and, like, like make this yeah. an experience. Yeah, I, 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 I did don't, that. Again, I don't like surprises. Yeah. So I went in, picked out a couple things, but he put this together and it was just, it was exactly what I wanted. I it's picked gorgeous. Out, yeah. I mean, like, I, I was obsessed. So I picked out my ring too. I was like, there's no fucking way. No, you have to wear it every day. I know. I have and to know like what it's going to look like. It's a huge investment. And it's yeah. a big yeah. purchase. Like and I, I would be like, no, I don't like it. If I got it and I didn't like it, I would definitely say something. Yeah. I would have, sure. I would have returned it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I would have been. Jeff knows. Yeah. So I just said, and then once we went and actually like looked at rings together at his jewelers, um, H&H Jewelry in New York plug, they're so great. I'm obsessed with them. Um, like he felt empowered too yeah. and it felt mm-hmm. like a really special experience because he's like you love it as much as I love it so. yeah yeah no so it sweet. is a special experience okay so what's yeah. going on with the wedding plans are you planning I am overwhelmed oh it's a oh, lot I bet. yeah I mean did you have a big wedding or small wedding uh we had about 165 people so okay. medium yeah, medium size. Everybody thinks I'm going to be having this million dollar wedding, but unless somebody else wants to pay for it, like I'm just seeing how much this stuff. I did like some light Googling last week. This is insane how much people want for just like tchotchke bullshit at a wedding. Yes. So we want to get married in um in Italy because I feel like you have to marry the Italian stallion in Italy. I mean, duh. So um, that's kind of our plan, but I'm going to go to Italy, I think, uh, end of April and and actually get like boots on the ground and see if I can feasibly do it. Right. And then if I'm totally overwhelmed, I'll just be like, let's elope because okay. I can't. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. I don't I've know been through it. it. I, went, I mean, you get, I did a really long engagement. I did a two year engagement. So I like paced everything out. Like I only right. did like two things a month. So it was super manageable, but then nothing prepares you for the stress of the month of. I mean, it is just 
insane. It, it feels, I would feel like you'd be like fire festival. Like you let, you're like, how the yes. fuck is this all going to come together? And somehow your wedding and planner is like, don't worry, I got him. Like, and you're do just you really like, do you have it? it? Do you like, have it, Cheryl? Do you, do you have yeah. it? <laughs> Well, I said, after I watched the Firefest talk, I was like, what if I did that for my wedding? I just told everybody, we're going to be staying in a gorgeous villa in Tuscany, but then actually you and show up at the like barn. And, yeah. And I'm like, good luck. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody fins for themselves. That's insane. Yeah. So I was at um, Jackie's wedding yeah. in New York. Looked, which I mean, was, looked insane. I mean, it was unbelievable. And unbelievable. Her, her wedding planner came up to me. This wonderful guy, Mike, came up to me. He was like, you're next. I can't wait to do your wedding. And I just turned to him and I said, I can't afford oh, you. Yeah. And I walked out. I was like, this is, I truly cannot afford, yeah. I was like, wow, that, I don't know how much this wedding was, but this is not in my budget. That wedding was half a million dollars. It was insane. Oh, yeah. it was, yeah. It like, was, easy. Easy. It was one of the most the gorgeous weddings I've ever seen. The video was a cute joke of Zach's dad singing I was. It was unreal. I was crying. It was unreal. He's just like in the middle of the dance floor singing New York, New York. Oh. And I looked at Jeff, and I was like, if you don't perform or like step your game up yeah. at our wedding, like I understand that I'm the professional entertainer, but I was like, <laughs> you need to figure your shit out and learn how to dance or sing or do something because I oh expect my. the most. Oh, of course. The fun thing that I'm excited about is I'm, I'm, I'm truly really not a bitch, and I'm kind of excited to be Bridezilla for a second. Ooh, like an excuse go. just to be like, you know what? It's all about me. Yeah. For so, sure. That's the whole point of the wedding. There yeah. you go. Okay, I want to talk about one other thing, and I, I feel like I'm going to start laughing just thinking about it. That one hotel you stayed in. Uh, <laughs> I am so triggered, emotionally scarred, still talk to my therapist about The Row. It's called The Row in New York, The Row NYC. <laughs> Do not book it. It's some bullshit. What was the, what was the word? Oh. Restaurant. Okay, so what Wait, happened? I missed this day. Oh, my God. Oh God. How did I miss this? So, it was in a yes, highlight. It, yes, it's a I'm highlight. Madge is literally crying. It. Oh it, my god! It is okay. So essentially, what happened was, so the second week in December, I had to go to New York for work. Well, that second week in December is the busiest week in New York because that's when all the, like the people from the Midwest come in and start shopping. So I had to stay in the city. Jeff lives out in Westchester, which is just like. But, I went to college at Sarah Lawrence. Okay, you know, it's, just yeah, a, yeah. it's a suburb. It's like 20 yeah. minutes outside the city. Mm. But when you're working in the city, you, you have to stay in the city. It's just yeah, too yeah. far. So I had been put up because I was doing an event. So I had a hotel and we just needed a hotel for one more night. Well, we went to look on like the Hotel Tonight app or whatever. My usual go-to places were quadruple the rate. Right. Jeff's like, what do you mean? This place we usually stay that's like 350 bucks a night is now like $1,200. The Ritz-Carlton, yeah. I couldn't even abase it. You know, I have like SBG points or whatever. We, it was all two grand. So everything was so insane. Mm. So he goes on this app and he's like, well, this hotel looks fine. Like, great. It's just one night. It was still a $600 room. What? When we got to the hotel, that room apparently rents on a normal night for like $89. We'd already, his his card had already been charged. Yeah, you There were no cancellations. So we walk in and I should have, if I would have been in a different place in my career, which this was like a month ago, I'd have been like, eat the $600. I don't care. We're going somewhere else. But Jeff, because he's an old Italian man, he's only 31, but he's like the most crotchety old like Larry David style man. He was like, no, we're staying here and we're going to prove a point. I'm like, prove a point. What? I pull back the sheets. The next morning I saw that there was blood and all these dark stains. People started messaging me, Heather. It's like the cesspool of America. So apparently when they would shoot the Mari Povich show, they put all their like, you are not the baby daddy. They put all the hookers and all the people up in that hotel. Oh, my God. You were like, someone just DM me that the hookers stay here. I was, 
peeing. My people were like praying for you. <laughs> they were truly praying for me. And oh I God. was legit like, let's just walk. Like, let's call. Yeah. I'll go down to the hotel and let them know there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Jeff's like, no, we are sticking this out. And that's when I kind of had like, I was like, can I marry this man? But I am. I'm still <laughs> marrying him. Yeah. I was like, you can dispute oh, it with Christ. American Express, Jeff. Like, you know, and just say this was complete fraud. Yeah. You didn't know. Oh, so he made me stick God. it out. But then I got really good content out of it. And it, it just kind of became a thing. Oh, God. It was God, so how funny. Did I miss this? Oh, Don't worry. It's in the highlights. Okay, I'm, going back, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going back. And I will say I didn't get bed bugs, but I was itchy for at least a week. Oh, my God. I had a dream that I got bed bugs last week. Not OK. Not OK. Not OK. Not OK. Um, When are you doing a podcast? It's coming out. You when are you doing a reality to. television show? When, <laughs> you, when, when is your Netflix special coming like, when out? When is this all happening? You know, I'm having all of the meetings here oh, in L.A., but okay. it's really funny about L.A. meetings. It's so different doing business in New York as opposed to L.A. Because yeah. in New York, people are like, let's go. Let's freaking do it. Like, are you available Tuesday? I'm ready to go. But in L.A., it's the L.A. invite, you know, where yeah. people say, we want to do, um, uh, you know, we want to do this with you. Uh, and then, you know, we're like, great. When are you available? And then they just, they don't expect you to ever follow up. Right. So I'm out here hustling hard. But it's yeah. coming out. So we're trying to... Um, we're trying to do the most, actually, right now. Not the least. We're actually doing the most. So hopefully it's going to come out soon. Oh, my God. You and a podcast? In New York? You're just going to do the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to do the podcast out okay. of New York. Got it. Um, it's so funny. Like, my fiance, Jeff, is in real estate and development, but he truly wants to be a star. So I think oh we definitely have to incorporate him into the podcast. He's oh my funny. God. He's, He's so, so funny. funny. He's so funny. But I just want him to come on and do, like, the hot topics of the day, you yes. know? Where he's just in his angry Italian voice, like I don't freaking know what's going on with the Kardashians. Like they're they're all idiots. Like that, you know. Oh my God, Matt has been going nuts over the Kardashians this week. I know. I saw your yeah. We saw your today. stories all about, about it. Jordan's on. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, she's, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. Did you guys see her live today? I didn't get to tune into the live. But anyway, so it's just okay. It's just like ten seconds. And it's her, you see the back of her, and she's walking into the studio that's like Jada Pinkett Smith's right. talk show. I didn't even know she had one. And it's like the person's following her from behind. She's walking into the studio. She sits down at the table, and then the person that's filming just like shows her face, and she's like this. Like, and I'm it, ready to talk. And it just stops. And dude, I was like, dude. that has to be a lot. Like, what? She fucked She's trying to, she's trying to capitalize on it. Of, of course, course she is. is. Well, what yeah. else is she going to do? I Crawl in a hole and like, fall away? Here's the only thing. I had an epiphany today where I forget how young she is. She's so 21. young. I forget how young Tristan is. Isn't he like 26? He is? Go- can we Google yeah, it? let me yeah. Google it. How I think he's still a baby. And then I think Chloe is 30-something. She, I think she's like 33, 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold he's on. 20. Oh, no. That's another person. <laughs> What's his last name? Tristan Thompson. Thompson. Here we go. He is 27 years old. Chloe right. is 34. Okay, Whoa. he's a baby. He's my age, but Jordan's really a baby. And I thought yeah. I put myself in her shoes, and I said, "Okay, so you're 21, barely. You just were legal to drink. Yeah, you're not. You're getting in- wasted. I mean, that's me in college. I think about like the dumb shit I did when I was 21. Unfortunately, she's under the microscope of being famous. Mm. But I just thought I was like, wow, they're still children. Yeah. How yeah, many times I like, black but out? Like, Chloe is like her sister. Oh, I fully like, agree. I'm not justifying the behavior, right, right, right. but I just forget. I just, I just think like she knows what happens in this family. Like she has. Been like, you don't want to be ostracized Kylie. by the Kardashians. And she knows what happens when people are ostracized. She's seen it. She's been in the front lines. Well, it's interesting enough. I had friends that were at Shore Bar that night. That's the bar Wait, they were at. 
thought they were at a house. Well, they ended up going to a house. No, they started a shore bar. And my girlfriend, she said um, that she was like, Jordan was all over Drake all night. I know. Oh my god, you should see our faces right now. I know. Wait, first of all, Drake was at Shore Bar. Very yeah. interesting choice. Okay. So, and I trust my friend. Like yeah. they were there and then yeah, yeah, like yeah. in touch, and people tried to get in touch with them. <laughs> like, no, we're not. We're not talking. Yeah. She said J- Jordan was all over Drake that night. And so then, she's an attention whore. And yeah. Then whose house? Did they, I thought they went to Tristan's house. Yeah, and you got to know if Tristan has his own house. This shit's been broken up for a oh, long time. Oh, no. They've, de- they've definitely I don't, broken I up. I think that's what, that but was my thing. But it still doesn't thing. matter. It's not, it, yeah. it wasn't right of her, but it, it d- makes it a little bit better to know that I think that they were broken up. But, like, come on, Jordy. No, she so fucked Come on, Jordy. She had it so set, man. She had it made. Yeah. And it was so sad when she went to that appearance the next day for that. Oh, that sh- actually crushed me. I should have gone. That I go to that bar. All the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's apparently, like Mads bar. apparently 150 people were supposed to come and the eyelash company told the influencers that it was canceled because they didn't want the like bad press. Yeah. And only 20 people showed up and people who were there were like, wait, I thought like so many people would come to like see her. And they figured out that the eyelash company was like, we don't want the bad press. And this, this poor like weird company probably spent so much, much money, money on Jordan. On like the timing for this product. It's so sad. I can only imagine the brand deals are going to start just pulling. Oh, absolutely. From her name. It's just wild. I mean, this is a classic case of where are the parents? Yeah. You know, where are the parents? Why is why is Jordy's mom? I mean, I guess she's 21. She can do whatever. But right. I mean, my mom was so far up my ass my entire childhood and yeah. like, beat me with an inch of my life. If I like she caught me smoking a cigarette when I was 16 and was like, you know, I had yeah. to fear God. So I just realized you can't kids that are stars that early. I mean. You can't oh. control them. You can't control them. Oh, my them. gosh. I just want to know what Kylie thinks. I want her to say something so bad. How much of you thinks that this was orchestrated by Kris Jenner, though? I am always on the fence that I keep going back and forth. Right. Because I, why would Jordan be. agree to this? It cannot be. That's what I said. Why would Jordan why? like choose to be a martyr? Right. And ex- the excommunicate herself from that family. The, her whole point of her existence is that she's connected to that family truly and it 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 still is a sad like society we live in a bit like she's been essentially like slut shamed too and you would never do that right you know it's a double standard yeah yeah. but yeah but either way like he's not getting any because because this is behavior that he's exhibited before we know this about him yeah we know this about him but every time she's talked in interviews she's like one of those people who talks like super oh, yeah, she, slow. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, that, you know, six Chardonnays or vodka tonics in. Something's going to happen. Yeah, something's yeah. going to get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Oy. God. She fucked up. Yes, definitely. Oh, my God. I'm okay. glad we got your thoughts on this whole situation. The Mads has been going crazy over this all week. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shit show of epic proportions. Yeah. And everyone is rooting for Chloe. Also, I'm terrified yeah. of Chloe. You know what I mean? Huh, in like yeah. the best way. Like she's yeah, my best yeah. friend, but I'm also yeah. terrified. You don't want to fuck over Chloe. No. No, 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 no. She's you don't got a rap her. about her. But and the d- thing with The Bachelor. Did you hear about this? No, what's this? Oh my god. Basically, like the executive producer, the the Mike creator Kleist. of The Bachelor said that, oh, that she's gonna be on. And then Chloe and Kim were like, We have no deal with you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna call my lawyers. Like, don't even like put this on my name. Like, this is disgusting. Oh my god. She's like, I'm not clickbait right now. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, this poor woman. Oh, I, I feel terrible. I, you know, we're all rooting for her. Yeah. It's funny enough, though. My mom said the other day she she said 
you know, I just don't understand. Like, you know, a, a crazy week for us is that maybe she's like, I get locked out of the house. I lose my keys. <laughs> the shit that happens to them on a day-to-day basis, and I get it, they're me- mega famous. Yeah. But the, just the turmoil and the stirring of the pot that happens it's- in Calabasas, it's like, <laughs> that doesn't happen to a normal family. It's wild how much shit has happened to them. It's just, wild. It, 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 it can't, I mean... It has That's, to be orchestrated, but it like it, yeah. it just can't. Like you can't make no. up Caitlyn Jenner. You can't make up like it's just we- crazy. Well, they're a product of you know fame, so I feel like crazy shit. I mean, I know a family like that where just like crazy shit is literally happening all right. the Some fucking people, time. Yes. I'll tell you who after meds, and you'll okay. totally agree with me. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this happening to your family? And it's not like bad stuff by any means. It's like, just, right. just weird, funny shit keeps right. happening. And I'm like, what are you, do you have a TV show? Like what's going on? Although we always say that our family would make the best TV show. Yeah. We're like a big Jewish. We're a big Jewish loud. family. We love the tequila. We got three Mayo brothers and literally, okay. So I dated my husband in high school for a little bit. Okay. And he was convinced that my dad and his brothers were in the Jewish mafia. Yeah, we like, still are. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's the vibes of our family. My dream is to be like in the Italian mom. Yeah. So I really just want to be a mob wife. Yeah. Amazing. I love furs. Faux and real. I'm just going to say it. Like, I love a fur situation. I oh, look yeah. great in gold. I like gaudy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like ready to fully be in the mob. Wait, talk about your tchotchke challenge. I was literally, I was just going to bring that up. So tchotchke, well, y'all know, isn't tchotchke a Yiddish word? Yeah. So, tchotchke, so really? I grew up, so I grew up with tchotchkes. The thing is though, the, the, the way that it's spurred off of your tchotchkes is not how I remember it. Like, I remember tchotchkes as, like, nice decorative bowls or, like, cute things. Not the, like, like sing- a little, Not knickknacks. Like a yeah. ceramic kitten that you put no, no. next to a clock. Okay, that's, that that's, is not what I remember. That's but a yeah. tchotchke. Okay, but... Yeah, yeah what, but, what but it, it, Yeah, so I guess knickknacks is what we call it down in the yeah. South. Yeah, Um <laughs> I just started to realize as I would go to Home Goods and all these different stores, like, I just can't... With these signs now, this, yeah. th- it's these motivational signs that are truly tchotchkes. Right. You know, live, laugh, love. Be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. So people started sending these to me. One lady, truly, in her bay window in her beautiful home, said, fart zone. <laughs> in her kitchen. <laughs> What? She's like, my husband hates it, but I have three little boys. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, N- I uh, fully agree with your husband. This is tacky as fuck. Down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's oh just all these God. phrases and sayings. So it just kind of went viral. And unfortunately, I have some people close to me in my life that are really into tchotchkes and hoarding. Oh, they, like, actually like it? Yeah. And, oh, and no. I've tried to, like, subliminally tell them, like, you know, you got a lot of shit on your wall. <laughs> oh Have one wall with like everything. And my mom, I grew up, you have to realize, my mom was an interior designer and artist. So I grew up in that house. Her where house you, is beautiful. I mean, she did a really good job. She yeah. did such a good job. But I grew up in the house where like you couldn't sit on like 90% of the furniture. And like she, my mom always thought Architectural Digest was about to come and like do a, you know, photograph the whole house. So for me, I get very uncomfortable when I go to houses that aren't, it doesn't have to be overstyled, but when there's a lot of shit everywhere. Because sure. yeah. you don't know what else to do. And I don't know. What to do? I wasn't yeah. raised like that. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. so do our favorite one, the gynecologist. We, we should and already do this together. We're and where this did you together. find it? I was in Little Italy in the Bronx like two months ago with Jeff. We had to go pick up a gift for somebody, and it was on a T-shirt. And oh I just saw, like envisioned an old Italian man saying this. It's like I'm not a gynecologist, but uh, take a look. Oh my god, my yeah. dreams have been made. I can die happy. My husband, every my husband's like enough. It's 
fucking enough. <laughs> enough. And I'm like, I will never not say, I'm not a gynecologist, but, but uh, take, take a look. Because you just so imagine some guy named like Tony who's like, hey, I got a really good joke for you. You know, just creeping on women, but he's not creepy. You know, he's yeah. creepy, but he's also like, you're like, ah, it's Tony. It's <laughs> you know? The fact that there's a shirt that says, it was just those the stupid tchotchke shirts, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I love a shirt that has a phrase, you know, yeah. just like, uh, I, you know, what, what's one like? Um, I have a sweatshirt for my mom that says fuck being perfect, but it's upside down. Oh, well, I like do- that. She does? Yeah, I stole it from her because it actually fits really cute, but oh. I'm always kind of like a little bit embarrassed by mm-hmm. the, t- the text on the on the side. Oh it's my like God, that's down. wild. I need to get a sweatshirt with oh, that. Because everyone's wearing like, the future is female, like all these feminists, like really strong, <laughs> driving that message home. I just need to start wearing perverted shirts. I'm not a gynecologist, but uh, I'll take a look. <laughs> I just know that guy. I know Tony. I know, know the guy him. who says it because he's been to some of my parties. Like, I should just envision him. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I got deep feelings. And that's the thing that somebody, whoever was the Italian guy who like really started to say that phrase, that guy, yeah. Tony, he's super sensitive. He cries yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I can see it. He, but he's, he's also he just... a little bit of a perv. Okay. You know? <laughs> who are you and how do you do what you do i just don't understand uh, what am i doing though that's the thing it's like you're so just yourself yeah. and it's infectious it is infectious y'all are so nice <laughs> honestly i know are we just like is this whole episode just us like oh, bonding been, over you we have been so i'm gonna come here once a week just oh, so, so i can like get built we can up have april spritz yes, yes we can drink a little bit i mean because all the auditions i've been to this week are just soul draining so Ugh. this is great i need to come here What's the audition process like? It's awful. It's pilot season right now, right? It's pilot season, but what is pilot season? I don't like know. I'm out here going out on auditions where I literally walk into the room and they're like, "You're not right for this," but we just wanted to like see you. I mean, what? You've oh, driven across town. It's like La La Land status. Oh, fully. Oh, hey. Ooh, yeah. Me shivers. It's a shit show. I cannot wait to get to the point where you know the roles just come in and I can yeah. say I don't want to do it it's like being a bridezilla like I just want to be able to say no because right. for so much of my career it's been like I'll take to what I anything, can get yeah. and now I just want to say I don't want to do it I'm not getting out of bed you know I'm just yeah. not doing it I'm gonna write a note to Netflix yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna write a handwritten letter I love that we need to bring that back oh yeah. for sure yeah. very I'm powerful. southern I feel very passionate about writing thank you notes yeah. yes it's a good call it's, it's a, a good, good practice has anyone, when you came into an audition, kn- known who you are? Yeah, well, a lot of the casting directors know me. That's how they bring me in. But it was Got so it. funny. Last year, at pilot season, um, you know, you have like 10 auditions in a day. It's just crazy. Oy. I got one like an hour before I was supposed to go in. It was for a medical procedural show. So like a Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Any sort of like Chicago Fire, one of those shows. Yeah. I just read it as a comedy because I usually only go in for comedies. Oh, no. So I walk in and the line was like... Somebody, or where's my baby? I'm losing blood, but I just thought it was like a comedy. So I'm like, I mean, guys, where's my baby? Can you tell I'm losing blood? And they were, they were so tickled pink. They said, this is insane. Did you not know that this was like a full, like you're in a crisis. Like somebody's taking your baby out of you. You're bleeding everywhere. And I was like, oh, I just thought she was being sarcastic. (laughs) Oh my God. But that's my life. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm here. I am this like classically trained actor. And then I show up and it's for like (laughs) ER and I'm just like, what's the big deal? I can't find my leg, you know? Oh, my God. Mortifying. I am dead. This was 
incredible. I know. We love you. I love I, y'all. If you. If you haven't figured that out by now. No, this is great. Oh, gosh. And I love two, like, strong Jewish sisters. You know, I recently Aww. found out I'm Jewish. Oh, oh my God. Wait, let's welcome talk about to that. The Which Thank side? Um, my mom's side. So oh, that so means I'm a real Jew. You're yep. a real Jew. You're, you're a real one. So my mom. Go on birthright. Oh, yeah, but I'm 31. Oh, go, yeah. Go, no, go on the, like, there's, like, a... Like an uh, adult one? Adult one, yeah. And you just get you drunk the entire time. No, and I'm dying to go to Israel. Oh my God, go. you gotta go to Israel. You have to go. And my gay bestie, Raymond, like we're both people of the Lord and we just, he really wants to find like a wonderful partner who's like of the Lord. So I said, we gotta go to the Holy Land to find you a holy man. Yes. There we go. 100%. Oh my God, you would love Israel. It's the fucking best. You would love it. Yeah, when I found out I was Jewish, my mom just called me and she's like, you're never gonna believe this. With Jews. <laughs> oh my God. So my great grandmother was adopted. She was a ta- raised Italian Catholic, but she's really an Italian Jew. Oh, so it all makes wow. sense. Like my life really has come full circle. Okay, yeah. so you next time you're in Jewish. LA, you're coming for Shabbat. Yes, I would love to. Oh, we have you can meet Heather. Wild That's Shabbats. my mom. Yes, I'm here for it. I want to meet all the power Jews. She'll yeah. talk to you about sex till like the night goes on. That's great. I've, I'm, I'm very open about sex. Yeah, yeah, she's good. It's very mm. head babe. Very head babe. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you so much. Thank for you for having out. me. This was a treat and a joy, and I adore y'all. Uh, Truly, the two cutest Jewish girls in LA. Oh. And that's a strong statement. That that is, that's that a very a strong <laughs> statement. We're going to put that on a resume. Yeah, Do that's, it. that's my new motto. Amazing. Okay, okay let everyone know where they can find you. Um, yes. Find me on the, the interwebs, on the Instagrams <laughs> at Heather K, like Kardashian McMahon. Like Love it. And we'll, we'll put all the <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second yeah. um, and we'll put all that in the show notes so everyone can go follow you and if you are listening watch Heather's Instagram stories every Brittany single damn day every day okay. love you sisters love you Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together 